Dateline, a long time ago. Galaxy far, far away. The clone armies of the Republic were spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Welcome to the 14th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Defenders of Peace. I am your host, Michael Cohen. Thank you very much for joining us this week and to discuss an excellent, excellent episode. But before we get into that, let's uh, let's run down some news. Uh, Clone Wars is coming to TNT in the States. Uh, and uh, some some Canadian providers have TNT. Um, so here's the news. Lucasfilm Animation's revolutionary animated series, Star Wars The Clone Wars, which has enjoyed a spectacular run on Cartoon Network, is coming to TNT for an encore run this February. The network will kick off the series with back-to-back episodes presented in high definition Saturday, February 14th at 11 p.m. Eastern Pacific immediately following TNT's NBA All-Star Saturday Night. TNT will then present back-to-back episodes in the series' regular time slot, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. beginning February 18th. So that's pretty exciting for those of you who may not have uh, Cartoon Network but do have TNT. I don't know exactly how that works uh, as I'm up in Canada. So, um... I don't know, maybe maybe TNT and Cartoon Network are kind of on the same the same set of channels that you get. Um, in, in Vancouver here, we have it like it's it's sort of like a tiered system where you have tier one, which is just basic cable, tier two, which has a few more channels, and then tier three, which has kind of all of your channels like TNT and Cartoon Network, but like the Canadian equivalents um, and comedy and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I don't know if you guys have it similar to that or if you have to pay for individual channels. So some people might have TNT and some people might have Cartoon Network. But if you've missed the episodes, you've just been relying on me for some reason to tell you what's going on in the series instead of watching it yourself. Um, if you've been uh, unable to watch it at least. Then uh, then hopefully this will open it up to, to some more people. Um, I know... That, that a lot of people around the world are actually not even really getting to see it yet. Um, I think it started on some stations in other countries, but it hasn't even returned for us up here in Canada. So uh, it's exciting news for you Americans that you get to watch it again when we're not even up to date on the episodes. We're still back at uh, the Gungan, or no, not the Gungan General, Bombad Jedi was the last episode that was aired in Canada. So... Um, that's all the news that I've got this week. It's still pretty slow news week, uh, or pretty slow news for Clone Wars. Uh, lots of, lots of stuff about classic trilogy, but, uh, nothing, nothing really Clone Wars related in the last little bit. So, uh, with that, we'll get into some collecting news. And, uh, this is probably my favorite piece of collecting news that we've had in a long time. And that is Star Wars Guess Who is coming. And if you're not familiar with Guess Who, it's the Milton Bradley game. Or maybe it's Parker Brothers. I can't remember. I think it's Milton Bradley, though. Um, 
Uh, they're all Hasbro now, so it's not like it really matters. But uh, guess who is the game where you've got, uh, with this one, let's see, it's 48 face cards, which are different different looking faces. And then what you would do is you would, you would pick it, like you'd shuffle the deck and then pick one of the faces, and that would be your character. And your opponent would have to guess which character you have and he's got or he or she has like a it's like a tray of of face cards on like little flip uh panels that as you say like you say well do they have a beard and then you say yes or no if they have a beard then you flip down all the the faces corresponding to the answer um so they're coming out with a star wars version of this so I mean, some here's here's some uh, ideas for you guys to uh, to narrow it pretty quickly. Are they a droid? That's going to narrow it pretty quick, but that could be confusing because then you're getting into characters like General Grievous. Is he a droid? They better have it in the rules, like to state, you know, Grievous is not a droid; he's a cyborg. Um, or are they a Sith? And then you would knock down all the characters that aren't a Sith and. This isn't strictly Clone Wars related because it will also feature characters from the classic trilogy um, as well as other characters from the prequels. But, uh, but I thought that it was worth noting to everybody. So here's the description. Use the Force to guess the mystery face. It's the only Guess Who game where you can ask, does your character have a lightsaber? It includes two game board trays, 24 mystery cards, 48 face cards, and face frames, two scorekeepers, and instructions. Oh, so it's 24 mystery cards being for each uh, set of trays. Um, so it's pretty exciting. I can't wait for that to hit. And you know what? The great thing about this is that guess who generally up here in Canada goes for like maybe 15 bucks at the most. And, uh, and Toys R Us often, often has deals where they'll do half-price board games or two-for-one board games. So hopefully we get some other, like, you know, Star Wars Candyland? That would be awesome. That would be totally wicked. Or, like, Clone Wars Candyland. Uh, let's see, what, what else could they do? They could do Star Wars Clue. It was uh, Chewbacca in the carbon freezing chamber with a hydro spanner. See, I'm it, Hasbro better be listening because that was gold. That was genius. And uh, and if that comes out, you guys heard it here first, okay? If that comes out in like the next couple weeks, like they announce it or something, I won't take credit. But if that comes out in like the next six months, that was totally me. That was all me. So uh, you guys, you guys heard it here first. I've got the scoop. That was me using my precognitive force powers. Um. Second piece of collecting news, the Ahsoka lightsaber replica is up for pre-order, and that is from EFX, the licensee for Star Wars replicas. They just announced their first lightsaber replica, Ahsoka Tano's lightsaber. And not only that, it's a special signature edition signed by Clone Wars director Dave Filoni. So this will go for $349 US, uh, $349, not $3.49. Um, a worldwide edition to be determined by the pre-orders not to exceed 1,000 pieces. Signed by Dave Filoni uh, with uh, machined and die-cast metal components and injected molded ABS details. 
uh, and a custom display base plaque and lightsaber stand. So that is pretty cool. The pre-orders begin February 1st, and if you want more information, you can head over to efxcollectibles.com, and, and they've got it right on their front page there. Um, I probably won't pick this up because I'm not really an Ahsoka Tano fan, per se. I don't, it's not to say that I dislike the character. I just don't like her enough to pick up, you know, a lightsaber modeled after like replica of of her lightsaber it just although her lightsaber is pretty cool so if you're just a collector of lightsabers which i know there are a lot of people out there who are um it's a cool one to add to your collection and it's a first right and i mean signed by dave filoni is a pretty big deal that kind of makes me think maybe i'd get one but uh but i'll hold off i'll hold off for the for the Obi-Wan Kenobi one signed by Ewan McGregor. Highly, highly doubtful. But uh, that would be that would be the one that I would want. Um, or even a Kit Fisto one signed by... Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Phil Lamar. There we go. I knew I had it. Phil Lamar who voiced Kit Fisto uh, in, in the episode uh, The Lair of Grievous. That would be a cool one. I would definitely get that. Although, Kit Fisto's lightsaber is not that exciting. But still, I would get it. Um, and our last piece of news. Uh, Canadian Toy and Hobby Fair was a couple weekends ago. I think just this past weekend. Um, so that would be like the last weekend of January. And this marks the beginning of the toy show season. So uh, the first toy show of the year has yielded info on lots of new Star Wars toys for 09, including the clone turbo tank in three and three quarter scale, and tons of new roleplay toys. Um, expect more news to surface in the next month as we lead up to Toy Fair 09 in New York City, um, which takes place in February and is a big deal. We will see lots of stuff. The stuff that they showed at the Canadian Toy and Hobby Fair was mostly prototype boxes with like cardboard cutouts of the toys that will eventually be in those boxes and not the actual toys themselves um jedi insider had a link to action figure news which had a bunch of pictures posted but when i went to get the pictures today to to write this up um they'd actually remove those pictures for some reason so um I, I don't have a lot of details, but from what I remember, there was the clone turbo tank in three and three quarter scale, which looks pretty cool. Um, there is, there's a cool like RC helicopter gunship, looks pretty awesome. I don't know if it'll be in scale with the figures or whatever, but that would be pretty wicked if you could like have your characters inside this little ship, but probably not because it's probably like a little foam thing like an air hogs toy or something like that um there was a really really cool set uh it was it's the clone trooper blaster and it's not the one that they've already released this is a new one it's kind of like that nerf gun that that comes apart i think it's called like the end strike or something like that that comes apart into all the different pieces and you put it all together to make it like a sniper rifle and then to make it like two pistols and stuff like that and uh and this clone wars blaster this clone rifle is like that so 
it's a smaller rifle, but then you add on all these extensions and it turns into like the long barreled rifle. I haven't picked up any of the Clone Wars role play stuff. I mean, like I've got, I have older Star Wars stuff like lightsabers and, and like the Han Solo blaster from 1997, uh, like 95, 97. But uh, I haven't really picked anything up recently because it just hasn't really been, you know, that exciting. But this one, I'm definitely getting because it looks awesome. And I'll probably custom paint it and all that stuff. Um, other than that, there was just, there was some figures, some new, uh, well, not new, but just some Galactic Heroes. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else cool. Obviously not, because otherwise I would rem remember it. But, uh, but look for more info and pictures to be showing up on Jedi Insider in, in the next little bit. Um, that's our collecting news this week. One other piece, uh, to note new lego sets are showing up uh, up here in canada which means that probably in the states you guys have gotten them already and uh and i picked one up actually it's the uh the clone walker battle pack this is a really really cool set really cool lego set because it comes with like the little um the little clone walker that we see in the clone wars movie really really briefly um it's the one that sort of hops over the uh the debris like the debris barrier in the battle of christophsis it they're really really quick you got to go back and see it most people probably think it's the atrt which was in episode three um which is the all-terrain recon transport or something like that but uh but it's not it's actually a different one it's it's not very different but it's a little bit different and this toy is the version of that that's got uh two two guys on it um and it's pretty cool. I like it. It's it's a cool little set. Cost me nineteen dollars, eighteen ninety nine, um, which is you know Lego's expensive. Like I'm not gonna not gonna mince words here. Lego is too expensive. They charge way too much for it. But I mean, it is Lego and it's Star Wars Lego. And the great thing about this set is that it's uh it's an army builder set, which they've done them before for the stormtroopers. Republic Troopers, and uh, they did an Episode 3 Clone Trooper set, and a Battle Droid set, um, but they haven't done Episode 2 or Animated Style Clone Trooper sets yet, and now they have. So now if if you're looking for this sort of thing, um, this, this is definitely up your alley if you're like an army builder and you want more, more clones. Um, it comes with two regular clones. Uh, a clone gunner and then the coolest part is a uh, an arc trooper like a commander one um, and then it comes with a bunch of little attachments so that if you buy more than one to build your army you uh, you can put different little attachments on the side of the helmet so if you want your clone commander to have the visor like the the sort of the the shield visor you can do that to make them look like the the scout trooper sort of thing that that look or you can have the uh the lights like the little the little side light beams that come off um they they have those that stick onto the sides and then there's two of the um the boba fett like the little antenna thing and uh and so it, you can really really customize an entire army with like a couple of these boxes 
of clone troopers and there's four in it so i mean it that would add up pretty quick especially considering there's pretty much a clone in every single set of the uh of the lego so if you're already buying the lego sets this just adds to it and then you get a bunch of cool pieces for the walker which you can turn into something else if you wanted to um but yeah i like it a lot but the set that i really really want and i'm waiting for it to go on sale is the uh the assault transport the attack transport or whatever i think they call it the attack transport but in the series it's called the assault transport which is um the transport that we see a lot like the little shuttle sorry assault shuttle that's what it's called um it's the it's the one that's got sort of the the, the snub nose on it that that's sort of like a like an imperial theta shuttle the theta class shuttle which is like the the shuttle tidarium from return of the jedi so it's kind of like that but it's like the assault one um try and think of an example oh the gungan general the one that that gets shot down that senator karis and jar jar and all the clone troopers are on that's one of the uh the assault shuttles so uh it's a wicked wicked lego set it looks awesome i thought the v19 torrent was wicked but the assault shuttle's awesome so cool i gotta have it but it's like 80 bucks so i'm gonna be waiting for it to go on sale two for one or half price or something like that um and then other than that they just have like a the battle droid confederate uh confederacy tank like the separatist tank and uh, and there's a there's an assassin droid troop builder set that's similar to the clone one um but it's not that exciting um so with that that that's the collecting news that's all i've got to say and uh let's get into the weekly recap so here it is defenders of peace the sun falls on the remote planet of Meridun as the Lerman villagers go about their daily work. Commander Bly emerges from one of the seed pod huts and helps two Lerman lift a basket of fruit. Meanwhile, Captain Rex is positioned on the ridge as lookout. He's spotted a separatist landing craft approaching the village. He radios back to the village to report the incoming clankers. Anakin is keen to fight them, but he's still too injured. The Separatists land just beyond the village, and Tiwat Ka were the Jedi have brought with them. Their presence endangers the Lerman people, so the Jedi are forced to head for the tall grass to avoid being seen by the Separatists. At the landing craft, Tiwat Ka greets General Lok Durd, an overweight Nemoidian officer of the CIS. The general has arrived to inspect the planet and claim separatist ownership of the Lerman colony. He immediately orders the droids to ransack the village as an act of intimidation. Ahsoka is outraged, but the Jedi can't do anything for fear of condemning the Lerman. The droids report no evidence of weapons or Republic contraband, and Durd tells the chieftain that they will return periodically to conduct similar inspections. Tiwat Ka informs him that they will offer no resistance. Dirt is pleased by this. Wag 2 argues with his father about his actions. He believes that the chieftain has just left the village open to further bullying from anyone who enters the system, but Tiwatka is stubborn and sticks to his morals. Not convinced, Wag 2 tells Tub, the scout, to keep an eye on the Jedi until they're off-world. Deep in the tall grass, Bly is confused by the villagers' unwillingness to fight. He calls it a lack of pride. 
Ahsoka thinks it's a lack of courage. But Ayla reminds both of them that it takes a great deal of courage and pride to stick to one's beliefs. Anakin changes the subject, saying that they need a ship, even if they have to steal it. Rex likes the idea of commandeering a separatist shuttle. Just then, Ahsoka notices a recon droid in the grass. She and the clones rush after it as Ayla slowly stalks the grasses. Ahsoka and the others have almost lost the droid when Ayla appears in front of it, slicing it in two. The team has come upon a large tree. It will be useful in scouting the Separatist settlement. Anakin catches up to the team and Ahsoka warns him that the CIS base is very heavily guarded. Anakin spots a shuttle in the base, but Bly points out that there doesn't seem to be any flaws in their security. As they watch, a tank with a large cannon attached to the top glides out. Down below, Lockdurd addresses his troops as they prepare to test his new weapon, the Defoliator, a weapon capable of destroying organic matter while leaving droids and buildings behind. He selects two volunteers and sends them out into the field to test the weapon's effectiveness. The clones have scouted ahead to get a better look at the new weapon, but it's put them right in the target area. Dirt addresses a holographic Count Dooku and then orders the droids to fire the defoliator missile. The payload detonates and begins to scorch the ground in an expanding circle. The clones try to outrun it using their ascension cables to return to the tree, but Bly trips and Ayla is forced to use one of the tree's vines to swing down and retrieve the commander. The team watches as the weapon devastates the area, leaving the droids undamaged. Dirt is pleased, as is Dooku, but a new test is required, one on living subjects, such as the Lermans. The Jedi need to get that shuttle and help the Lerman. Ahsoka reminds Anakin that the Lerman didn't want the Jedi's help, but Anakin explains the difference between pulling innocents into a war and leaving them to be murdered. Unknown to the Jedi, Tub saw everything. He dispatches his messenger butterfly to warn the village of the Separatists' return. The team reaches the Separatist base as night falls. Under the cover of darkness, the Jedi use stealth and a few tricks of the Force to separate and destroy the battle droid guards. Scaling the outer wall in one swift motion, Ayla and Ahsoka infiltrate the base, splitting up as Ahsoka opens the door and Ayla takes out the sentries. With the team inside the perimeter, they take out the droids operating the communications array and steal the shuttle, but not without a few new toys, portable shield generators. Back at the Lerman village, Wag 2 and Tiwat Kai continue to debate whether they should defend themselves. Even with the news from Tub, the chieftain stands by the Lerman's beliefs. Wag 2 asks if he would have them slaughtered by the Separatists. He replies that he would if it meant protecting their way of life. As the sun dawns, the Jedi arrive in the shuttle with the shield generators. Tiwat Ka is outraged at their return, but Anakin informs him that the Separatists don't care about their beliefs and they need to get to safety. But he remains stubborn, citing that if it's their destiny to be destroyed in the Jedi's war, then so be it. Outside the village, Rex keeps watch for the Separatists. They'll arrive within minutes. The Jedi have created a barrier of seed pods at the village entrance. Lock Dirt is not impressed, but he is forlorn to find the Jedi in the village. He orders the droids to halt. 
Tiwat Ka orders the droid, the Jedi to stop, but Anakin tells him that if he wants them to respect the Lerman's beliefs, then they must respect the beliefs of the Jedi. Wag too laments his father's actions, but the Lerman have a very strict code, and he must follow it. Uh, the Separatists prepared to fire the defoliator from a safe distance. This is what Anakin had counted on. Hopefully the shields will hold up against the new weapon, though. Timing it perfectly, Anakin tells them to power up the shields. The shield protects them and forces the droids to engage the Jedi in close combat. The Jedi meet the clankers head-on as the clones cover them, making short work of, of the droids. But that was just the first wave. The second wave envelops them. Anakin orders them back to the village as he heads on to take out the defoliator. The droids breach the barrier and begin taking out the shield generators. Wag 2 can no longer stand by. With the shield down, Dirt orders the droids to load another defoliator missile, but as he does, Anakin rapidly approaches, dodging blaster fire. In the village, Wag 2 leads the Lerman in defense of the village. As he does, Anakin takes out the defoliator and captures Lock Dirt. With the weapon disabled and the droids defeated, the Lerman are safe, thanks to the actions of Wag 2. As Republic cruisers enter the atmosphere, Tiwat Cobb begrudgingly thanks the Jedi for protecting them, but at what cost? So, uh, this was another awesome, awesome episode. Um, this definitely puts this two-parter, like this storyline between uh, Jedi Crash and, and Defenders of Peace, like together as one story, the best story in the series so far and uh, and from what i've seen of of what's coming up um and what i've read and everything the rest of the season is just going to continue to get better and better i mean as great as this was the upcoming episode trespass looks intensely awesome but i'll get to that later uh for now we're talking about defenders of peace and uh and there's just a few things that i wanted to to mention um The, the clone troopers and, and Ahsoka's reaction to the to the village not wanting to fight. I mean, in the last one, there, there was a bit of a conflict with with the Lerman not wanting the Jedi in the village and not really wanting to help them and all that. But, um, well, just not wanting the Jedi in the village, I guess. Not wanting the war to come there. But they, they, they helped them. They were still allies. But in this one, it's... Uh, the tables have totally turned. I, well, they haven't really turned, but now it's the, the Lerman that are in trouble and the Jedi want to help, but the Lerman don't want their help. Uh, well, not to say that the Lerman don't, but, but Tiwat Ka, their leader, definitely doesn't. And uh, and it's it's really odd. Like uh, The clones, well, Bly and, and Ahsoka uh, kind of think less of the Lerman on this, but Ayla Secura reminds them that, you know, their beliefs are, are mean a lot to them and, and standing by those beliefs takes a lot of conviction. But I, but I mean, like this is almost zealotous conviction. Um, uh, Tiwat Ka is like, he's pretty much 
ready to sacrifice his people in order to protect their beliefs. And I can understand that to a certain extent when it comes to a situation of like, well, we don't want to fight. Um, but I mean, why wouldn't you retreat? Why wouldn't you try and escape? Why would you just stay in your village and wait for the separatists to come and kill you, essentially? Like, why? It's it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, in the instance where the, the separatists show up and uh, and ransack the, the village, they don't really ransack it, because ransacking, uh, it kind of means to, to take stuff with you. Like, if you ransack something, you would steal everything of value while destroying everything else um i mean like vikings ransacked villages and that sort of thing um so this wasn't really ransacking as much as it was just like bullying but really like heavily armed bullying so um it, it was weird it locked odd locked sort of acted like a like a mafioso coming in and saying you know like roughing up the 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 place and then saying you know well now you're under our protection which uh which is racketeering which is what the the mob does um but it's all a front he just wants them i guess to know that they're there but not to suspect that they're going to really do anything too harmful they're not going to attack them i guess so that so that they don't run because if they showed up with tanks, the uh, the Lerman might retreat. So I, it, there might be a tactic in there, but uh, but it just seems kind of odd that he would show up and do this rather than just fire the defoliator at them. Um, but it's 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 really interesting to see because I mean the Jedi are very uh, they're very spiritual. It's a very heavy religious overtone when you talk about the Jedi and to see another set of beliefs come up against the beliefs of the Jedi is very interesting um I mean we I talked about this a lot last week and I in, in the the summary of Jedi Crash so I won't go on too much about it but I uh, but it's just really cool to see how the Jedi will be tested and I think Anakin being sort of out of commission in last week's episode was uh, was good for some reasons because there wasn't really a lot happening and there wasn't anything to be confrontational about at that time but uh, so Ayla Secura could kind of have these discussions whereas Anakin a man of action but uh, but we see in this episode that although he's a man of action the hero with no fear um, there's a lot of thought that goes behind all of those actions He's a really deep character, even if um, he's he's very like goal oriented, I guess. Like where he's like, well, we have to do this now, you know. Like we have to attack them, we have to defend them, we have to do this, we have to get that, we have to get the shuttle, we have to get off the planet, that sort of thing. Whereas other Jedi are a little bit more like like Obi Wan would be kind of like, well, let's just sort of sit back and wait for the solution to present itself. Um, Anakin's very proactive, I guess is the word I'm looking for, but it's, it's not, he's not reckless. He's not as reckless as 
most people would think. There, there's, there's a lot of thought in his actions. Um, even if he doesn't always have a plan, he's always well motivated. Is is where where it's coming from, um, and and you see this because although he doesn't say a lot, when he does say stuff in this episode, he always makes a really good point by saying stuff like, well, you know, Ahsoka's kind of like, well, the Lerman don't want our help, so why should we bother? Uh, like, if we go back there, they'll just be jerks again. Um, and Anakin says, you know, it's one thing to, to respect that they don't want to be a part of the war and to just leave them be and leave the planet and, and just, you know, let them deal with the separatists in their own way. It's another thing that now with this knowledge that that the separatists are going to attack with the defoliator to just leave them to their deaths. I mean, he can't do that. He, as as a protector, um, which is the Jedi belief, is to protect the innocent, he has to do something about it, which comes up later when when Tiwat Ka is like, you know, why won't you just respect our beliefs and leave us alone? And Anakin says, well, I can respect your beliefs. We're not pulling you into the war, but, you know, we also have to protect you and defend you because that's what the Jedi do. Um, so it was really interesting to see that part of his character, especially alongside another strong Jedi like Ayla Secura, um, who I, they, they, they paint Ayla Secura as a little bit more pensive than I think she has been in the past. I think she's been portrayed as as a, as a pretty reckless character herself, which we saw a little bit last week's episode, but not as much this week's episode. Um, but her character wasn't really the forefront. There was a lot happening. There wasn't really a character who was a forefront. It was really like the story that was the main character of this episode as opposed to focusing on on specific characters like they have in the past um, or groups of characters or what have you. Um, with this one, it was really about what's happening and how the Jedi react to it, how the Lerman react to it, and how evil the Separatists are. Because um, this weapon, the Defoliator, which, totally awesome weapon, uh, just, just from a visual standpoint. And the moment when the fires reach the shield and it sort of echoes off the shield because you have the the roar of the flame but uh you have that sort of like the the, the ponging sound of the uh of the shield deflecting it so awesome just just a great moment and just the visual and all the lerman looking up at it just in awe and tiwaka realizing for a moment that they would be dead they would all be dead if it weren't for the Jedi's actions. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Other than the defoliator was awesome. Let's talk about that though. Let's talk about the action of this episode. Um, very, very action heavy. A lot of stuff happened. And, uh, and definitely a climactic battle at the end. And awesome. Totally wicked battle. Um, three Jedi and two clones... Although being clone, a clone commander and a clone captain, um, just totally took out those droids. Like, they were intense. Um, and the moment when when the Jedi sort of smash into the, uh, the first wave of, of droids, and then again with the second wave, 
very, very similar to the shot in episode two of the Jedi meeting the battle droids on Geonosis in the, uh, in the arena. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So much happening. Anakin being such a freaking hero, like such a hero. So great to have him like running up, slicing the, the defoliator into pieces and, uh, and capturing Lockturd. Just excellent. Uh, excellent action. And, uh, and, and when they, when they infiltrate the separatist base and he uses the force to separate the, uh, like by flipping the rock around to, to distract the droids and separate them from each other and take them out instead of just attacking them all at once, which is something that we haven't seen Anakin do before where he's sort of taking a different approach rather than just rushing in headlong and, and attacking, um, which is something that we would have seen episode two anakin young anakin or even uh clone wars micro series anakin that's what he would have done that's that's what padawan anakin would have done but jedi knight anakin is a little bit smarter the the war has definitely helped him grow uh although without the war he probably would have grown just as much maybe a little bit better um because the, you know well, like it's a lot of killing although he's killing droids mostly but uh I mean, there's a, there's a whole other debate whether or not droids are, droids are people too, for, uh, for the, for the purposes of Star Wars, they're, they're nice lightsaber fodder, but, uh, anyways, Anakin just, I think that he sort of stood out in this episode as, as the character with the most interesting role to play, and, uh, and Ahsoka definitely showing some anakin tendencies like some younger anakin tendencies with the uh she's really really quick to anger actually and not not so much anger but just frustration like she's not very tolerant of of other people um when we've seen this in other episodes i mean we saw this when she was with uh, luminara and dolly and not wanting to uh take the slow approach you know muscling newt gunray and all that sort of stuff um, she's not necessarily wrong in most of the stuff that she does, but she's just not got a very enlightened viewpoint on it. Whereas Ayla Sakura and Anakin sort of show her, you know, you're still young, you're a Padawan, look at it this way. But it's interesting to see that she's got the same viewpoint as the clones, which with Anakin acting the way that he's been acting, maybe he's not the influence that that's gonna push her um to be a reckless jedi and if you if you listen to what i'm saying push her down the dark path um but maybe it's the clones because hanging out with all of them being surrounded by them especially a clone like rex i mean rex is pretty intense he is quick to 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 get into the battle and get into the fray um when anakin mentions stealing the shuttle rex is like he's geared up he's like yeah let's do it let's steal it from the flankers because he just hates droids uh well battle droids at least but uh it, it's it's interesting to see ahsoka taking on the attitudes of the clone troopers more than the attitudes of the jedi and i think that's something that we might see more of um because she's sort of not only is she being taught by anakin she's being taught by them and she's being taught on the battlefield, um, in the thick of it. I mean, 
I feel sorry for any Jedi who, who like any Padawan who's got to keep up with Anakin Skywalker, but I, uh, a Jedi who's got to keep up with Anakin Skywalker in the midst of the Clone Wars, full scale galactic civil war, like that's pretty intense. You, 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 you're on the battlefield all the time. He is the hero without fear. He's in the thick of it. It's, it's what he's there to do. I mean, he's the chosen one. He's, the specialist you know they sent him and Anakin, him and obi-wan in to deal with the hard stuff um but that's enough about the jedi i've talked about them a lot let's talk about lock Durd. he was voiced by uh uh george takai uh otherwise known as uh sulu um from star trek which is really cool to see a star trek alumni a original trek classic trek doing a voice in uh, in the clone wars and a great voice at that like fantastic he's just an excellent excellent voice actor he's got such a unique voice to begin with and then it just lends itself so much to this sort of this this haughty um overweight warmonger i mean he's he's developing this deadly weapon so that they can fight more battles um I, th I just thought it was a really interesting character. And it was great he didn't die. I mean, thank the maker, the guy didn't die. We, we might get to see more of him. You know, like if they if they busted Newt Gunray out, I mean, Lockdurd's been captured, but he holds the secrets to this defoliator weapon. So Dooku's going to want him back. And he who knows, like we didn't get a lot of background on him. He was, he was a pretty minor character in this episode. But he might be... Like, he might be a, a, an incredible weapons engineer and the one who actually desi designed the, the defoliator, not just the one who's testing it. Um, so he might have other ideas, and we might see him again with more Separatist super weapons, uh, which would be really cool to see if he's, like, a recurring character. And every time he comes back, he's got this crazy new weapon, uh, especially just because I love the voice and I would love to see him back. And, uh, and to have such a great voice actor be able to return is nice. Because, I mean, they, we had Ron Perlman do a voice previously, and his character was killed. We had James Marsters do a voice, and his character was killed. And, like, they keep bringing in great, great actors and great voice actors to do characters and then killing them off. So to see him live, and I mean, we, see, we even see, we see it on the other side. Senator Carr died in the last episode. And they keep killing characters. And they, that means they can't bring them back. Not that there's a lot of room to bring them back. Because I'm sure that we're going to see more and more new characters coming in. That are just going to be great. But what this makes me want is... Uh, I want to see a Republic officer voiced by William Shatner. That's what I would like to see. Just some like... I don't know. like uh, Similar to Yalaren. Like, like another commander like another admiral or something like that that's voiced by by william shatner and see more more star trek alumni come and do do voices i mean we could even have leonard nimoy do one but that's uh that's enough of me and my star trek fanboyness coming out um which i try and keep down for you guys because i know you're all star wars fans not star trek fans 
But uh, but I do enjoy the Trek from time to time. I'm psyched about the movie, but you guys already knew that. Um, I'm going to cut it off there. I've been going on and on about this episode for like the last 10 minutes. So I'm sure that's enough discussion. I want to hear what you guys have to think about it, though. Um, I, I want this to be a two-way discussion. So uh, definitely I'll, I'll, I'll post the, uh, the recap in the uh, on our forums on geekoutpodcast.com slash forums uh in the geek out loud forums um under under the the title of the episode i do it every week and i'm going to from now on so that's where you guys can discuss this stuff um and tell me what you think tell me what you think of the episode and uh and we can have a good combo about it and talk back and forth and i can hear what you guys have to say about it uh, with that, let's talk about next week's episode. As great as these last two were, this one looks awesome. Like, unbelievably awesome. The title is Trespass, and here's the description from StarWars.com. While investigating the disappearance of a clone security force, Anakin and Obi-Wan get caught in the middle of an escalating conflict between the furry territorial inhabitants, inhabitants of a desolate ice world and the greedy representatives of a nearby moon. Um, if you haven't seen the preview for this, go watch it. If I mean, at, at this point, you can actually watch the show. Um, most of you have probably already seen it by the time this goes up because I'm really late in doing this episode. But uh, this preview was intense, and just it looks so great. the The cold weather gear looks so awesome. For Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um, I hope. I hope. I hope they do action figures of it. Rex is also. Oh I think it's Rex. Is in like a cold weather snowtrooper style outfit. But with, with the T-Visor the clone mask on it. And then his markings. Um, and it just looks awesome. They've got these cool speeders. It would. This would make a wicked battle pack of the action figures if they had like a battle pack of of like two of the speeders maybe do two battle packs because they could do one with obi-wan in the speeder and then rex or just a basic clone in another one of the speeders and then another pack with anakin in a speeder and then rex in a speeder i think that would be wicked i think that's perfect hasbro if you're listening please do that i will buy both of them because man this is gonna this is probably going to top every other episode and be my favorite episode of the series. But I'm not going to geek out on it too much because I'm sure I'm going to go ad nauseum next week and I have to uh, get this done. So other than that, looks awesome. I thought that the, 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 the representatives of the nearby moon were Chiss because they have blue skin, but I... Uh, but I don't know if they are. They might be something else. Um, they've got these, like one of them has these markings on his face. So maybe he's not Chiss. But uh, but we'll see. I guess we'll see in the episode if they're Chiss or not. Um, and then it's got the, I think they're the, the Ishi Tib. I think that's the name of the species. I could be way off base there. But they're like the, the big furry guys with the big round sort of features. Like they've got like a big round furry head, and uh, and the little the little proboscis snout 
and four eyes. Um, you see one in, in the cantina in, um, in episode four in a new hope. And, uh, they're the inhabitants, the local inhabitants of this world. And, uh, this episode looks dark. It looks intense. Um, I just said I wasn't going to geek out too much and I did. So with that, let's, uh, let's get to some mail. I've got a piece of mail from Aaron Ultimus from Erie, Pennsylvania. He says, I love your podcast. It's the best one I've heard. I started listening to the HollowNet News podcast and didn't like it that much. I like how you tell us about upcoming toys and news. I love the recaps that you do about the episode. Obi-Wan is my favorite Jedi too. My favorite episodes for now are Rookies and Layer of Grievous. I would give your podcast a five-star rating. I found your podcast when I was searching for Clone Wars on iTunes. Keep doing as good as you have been. Aaron Ultimus, Erie, Pennsylvania. Thank you very much, Aaron. Um, I, you would give me a five-star rating. Why don't you head on to iTunes and give me a five-star rating? Why doesn't everybody head to iTunes and give me a five-star rating? If Steve can get a hundred uh, comments or whatever on on uh, on Geek Out Loud, then then I should be able to get a hundred comments on this. Um, although they are the the greatest podcast listening universe, right? Listening. They're the greatest podcast listeners in the universe. I'm I'm a little bit ridiculous right now. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. We might not be the greatest podcast listeners in the universe, listening audience in the universe. But uh, but I know that you guys can get it done because I know that you guys are intense. I know that you guys are are fanatical and crazy because you're Star Wars fans. So you'll do just about anything. Um, so get out there, make it happen. Give me the, those ratings. Uh, we're we're almost at my, at my goals for other stuff. Twitter's been going nuts. You guys have been following me like crazy on Twitter, and uh, I haven't even looked like checked the numbers. But I think that that we're getting close to a hundred on Twitter. So that's awesome. I want to see a hundred in the Facebook group, and I want to see more people on the forums. And uh, but I'm gonna get back to to Aaron's letter here first. Um, his favorite episodes, Rookies and Layer of Grievous. That seems to be pretty common. A lot of people think that, that, that Rookies and Layer of Grievous, it's their favorite episodes. Um, I'll agree, they're both awesome episodes. They're definitely in like my top five, but Jedi Crash and uh, Defenders of Peace have definitely skyrocketed up there. So it's, I'd probably go Defenders of Peace, Jedi Crash, uh, Rookies, Layer of Grievous, and then probably Ambush. But I don't know. It, it could be Ambush. It could be uh, Shadow of Malevolence is a pretty good one. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's tricky to round out that, that top five. But, uh, I, well, you know what? I won't have to worry about it because Trespass is going to take that number one spot and push everything back. But... Uh, but that's good. Um, and then HollowNet News Podcast. You know what? I don't have any problems with the HollowNet News Podcast, except for the fact that we are 15 episodes into the series and they've released two of them. I want one of these every week. Like, the, the webcomic's been awesome. 
especially the webcomic for this past week. If you haven't read the webcomic leading up to Trespass, you need to get over to StarWars.com and read that webcomic because it is awesome. The art is amazing, and of all of the webcomics so far, best story. Best story. Because a lot of them have been kind of silly and cartoony and sort of like news strip comic-y, but Trespass, like the one leading up to Trespass, uh, Cold Snap, that's what it's called. Oh my goodness. Like intensely great art and then just awesome, awesome story. I'm getting totally off track here. I'm trying to answer your your, your email here. Um, but the HoloNet News podcast, I don't know. It's just been disappointing because even the ones that they have released have been like super short. They're like two minutes long. I would rather see an official Star Wars podcast that is news like it's an actual podcast not this like sort of half podcast i mean i could be putting out episodes every week that were two minutes on top of doing these regular episodes you know like i i don't know it's especially with the resources that lucasfilm has and lucas online has it's just uh it's disheartening to see that but because I was excited when they when they announced like Holland at News podcast, I was like, "Wicked! That's one more thing that I'll get to report on every week." But way to go, StarWars.com! You've disappointed me on that one, um, and I don't mind calling you out on it because it's a lot of work doing a podcast every week. I totally agree. It's a lot of work. It's sometimes it's a pain in the butt, but it is also fun and it's a service like you put it out there you get people subscribing to your podcast you get popularity and you have people that are waiting on you every week and and i mean like i know this because i get emails from you guys saying where's the new episode where's the new episode especially when i skip a week or whatever and then do the double episodes um so i know it it can be it can be a lot of responsibility but it's well worth it because uh you get to to talk and and meet people who uh who you never would have before and you get to discuss new things about star wars and you get people bringing to light new things and uh and in that in the spirit of that i am going to move into a new uh a new segment of the show and that is the forum post of the week this one was posted by Dave Slasher on the forums at geekoutpodcast.com slash forums uh, under the heading of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. And his, his title was, What Star Wars character would you like to see in the Clone Wars? And here's what he posted. All right, guys, if you could pick some classic slash prequel characters, who would you want to see in the Clone Wars TV show? I would love to see Tarkin from Episode Four. I think he would rock out. Also, Watto would be neat. Uh, some of the other responses, uh, I came on and I said Qui-Gon Jinn. I'd love to see Qui-Gon. I also said I'd like to see Han Solo in, in one of his like uh, stories as a young kid because he'd be be like eight or nine years old or something like that. I have to do the math to figure it out. But he'd be a young kid because he was almost in episode three. But uh, that's a total pipe dream. We'll never see that. Um Others said Grand Admiral Thon, Thrawn. Uh, Big Honkin' Steve said General Rom Coda from The Force Unleashed. When he said that, I jumped on that bandwagon. I want to see Rom Coda 
and his uh, his militia army because he didn't fight with clones. He fought with a militia. That's how he escaped the uh, Order sixty six. So I I want to see Rom Coda. That would be intense and awesome and just so wicked and see him before he lost his eyes and all that sort of stuff. I mean I'm giving away total spoilers for the Force Unleashed. Sorry, but uh, with the Grand Admiral Thrawn thing brought up that there might be chiss in this upcoming episode and then everybody started going all oh the chiss are the greatest grand admiral thon's awesome and then and then uh i can't remember who who responded uh but uh, i think it was first reality was saying oh well i hope i hope that i they don't that it's not chiss and that the chiss aren't republic because it would screw up the timeline and it would make everything all all make no sense or whatever and and mess with continuity and so i went on there and i gave him a it wasn't really it wasn't really directed at anybody but i just went on a rant about timothy zahn because i really don't like the timothy zahn books i know that's going to get me persecuted because i uh, because you guys out there the star wars fans just love the thrawn trilogy i don't like thrawn as a character to begin with because i think that he's just there is no character there. He's just this omnipotent knows what everybody's going to do next because he's such a genius character. Um, I mean, I go into the whole thing on, on the forum post, which I want you guys to head over there and check out and, uh, and join in the discussion. Tell me what characters you guys want to see and, uh, and prove me wrong. Make me think that there's other characters I'd want to see, but I definitely want to see Qui-Gon in uh, in like a flashback. I want to see like, Say Anakin brings up Qui Gon, and Ahsoka's kind of like, "Oh, Qui Gon, who's that?" And uh, and then Obi Wan goes, "Well, let me tell you a story." And then he goes and and tells a story about when when he first became Qui Gon's Padawan, and we get to see a great story about Qui Gon Jinn. I especially right now, I'd love to see that because the movie Taken just came out, um, which is the new Liam Neeson movie, and looks intense and totally awesome, and I gotta go see it as soon as possible, and uh, and it makes me you know hanker for some intense Qui-Gon Jinn action um so that that's our new segment forum post of the week so uh good job Dave on uh on being the first forum post of the week yeah you should feel honored I'm sure you do um we're gonna hear from him on that probably so that's our episode for this week thank you for listening don't forget to check us out online at clonewarspodcast.com Guess what? Hallelujah. I have fixed the website. It should work for everybody now. I figured out what the error was. Um, but I'm still going to recommend that everybody get out there and they, they download Firefox 3 from Mozilla.org, I think. It's either .com or .org. I think they both work. But download Firefox because it's a much better browser. It works. This, is, this isn't Mike, the, uh, the, the Frontlines host. This is... This is Mike, the graphic designer, talking, the web designer. Um, get get uh, Firefox because it's a much better web browser and it makes my life a lot easier if everybody's using Firefox. Um, there, I'm going to get off my soapbox and get back to the show. Uh, take a moment, fill out our listener survey. Super important that you guys do that right now um, so that I can find a sponsor and then I can do some more contests. So fill out the survey. It only takes a few minutes. And then later on, there will be contests and you could get some free stuff. So it's important. Do it because you guys want free stuff. I know you do. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter. A lot of you guys have been. Username is Clone Wars, all one word. Um, and head over to Facebook to join our group um, so that everybody knows who you are and that you're a big fan of uh, Frontlines and of the Clone Wars. And then, last but not least, most important of all, uh, the Peace de Resistance. Head over to Geek Out Loud forums at geekoutpodcast.com slash forums and sign up and get in on the discussion because there's awesome discussions going on and uh, and you you don't want to miss out on that you want to be a part of it because that's uh, that's what it's all about that's why I do the podcast is to be a part of the Star Wars community to give back to you guys not that not that it's a big contribution but it's my contribution uh, so so head over there join up on the forums and uh, with that, we come to the close of another episode. So uh, I'm, I'm going to try something different this week. I'm going to say, uh, uh, everybody, have a great week, and may the Force be with you. I don't know why I haven't been doing that the whole time. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See you later.